Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Rachel Corbett, Deputy Editor at Artnet News. Rachel wrote a really great piece for Artnet on the falling number of people who visit art galleries in person. You can read the piece in full on artnet.com. We thought it'd be great to have Rachel on to discuss this really interesting trend a bit further. Rachel, thanks so much for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. First, do we have a sense as to the rate at which attendance is actually dropping? Is there is there anyone actually measuring this, or is it just mostly just anecdotal evidence uh, from speaking to galleries? Well, it is mostly anecdotal in terms of galleries because uh, apart from the you know the sign-in logs they often have at the front desk of galleries, there really isn't any official way that that most dealers attract attendance figures at at commercial art galleries. Um, there has been more research on the institutional level, and we've seen a lot of research showing that that museums, that art museums, have also seen declines in attendance. Um, but I can, off the top of my head, there was there was some reports from the Baltimore Baltimore Museum of Art and the National Portrait Gallery in London, and I think many others. There was a uh, a big study that the NEA did that came out in 2015 that found that. Um, the number of Americans who visited art museums dropped from, they said it was uh, almost 41% in 1993 down to just under 33% in 2012, uh, which is actually probably a lot higher number when you take into account the, the rising of population during the, that same period. Um, so, but, but for the purposes of my article, it is mostly um, anecdotal. It's a trend I've been hearing about for at least a year from dealers complaining just that that they don't really know what the purpose of doing shows is if they if people aren't coming you know it's not just collectors but also the general public um you know who artists want to artists want to have their work seen by people yeah absolutely that's that's a really good point i think you know i'm curious in terms of what galleries think are some of the primary, maybe even some of those studies, are some of the primary reasons why people are visiting galleries less. I guess off the top of my head, I think, okay, the internet, maybe that's somehow uh, a part of this. But were, were there a few different reasons that people are speculating might be the cause for this drop in attendance? Yeah, I heard I heard a, a range of things from the people I interviewed. Um, like you said, the internet is definitely one 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 cause that people cited uh, one dealer said it's kind of a it's kind of a vague description but she thought that there was just a really oversaturation of visual imagery abroad um just that the 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 visual data from instagram or um just on gallery websites or on sites like artnet or artsy or you know sell these kinds of sales platforms um are in some ways supplanting the need for going to look at art. I, I don't know. You know, this is one theory. Um, another much more common theory was that um, art fairs are having a lot to do with it because they centralize the art viewing experience in one place, and that's you know convenient for a lot of people, and it's also kind of fun if you it's an event. And events um, that is something that that the research has shown at museums is also. Um, uh, causing some of this downward trend in attendance is that people tend to like to go to events more than they do just um, uh, an exhibition 
just for the sake of the exhibition. So if the museum is having like a, a first Thursday party, you know, where it's free attendance and they'll have music and wine or whatever, people are more likely today to go to those kinds of things than just, just the exhibition for the sake of itself. Um, so um, those, those are sort of the main reasons. And, and um, art fairs come out, you know, as, as they have a lot in recent history that come out as kind of the, as a kind of main, as a big culprit in this, um, because they have that, that mix of both centralization and um, that kind of event motivation. Yeah, it's interesting. I was going to ask you next kind of what galleries are trying to do to draw people back in and how effective it's been. But I was just, you know, as you were answering that, thinking about gallery shows and it's interesting, the Kusama show at Zwerner, which, you know, that was probably, that was incredibly well attended, right? Almost selling out every day. And it's part of that Instagram culture where that was much more well attended than I can remember personally going to... uh, there was a Kusama Infinity Room at a Kagosian almost a decade ago, and I walked in and there was no one in line. So I guess, I don't know if that's something, maybe that kind of ties into how people are, how galleries are trying to draw people back in, or um, I'm just curious kind of your thoughts on that, because that seems to be effective, but that's obviously quite rare for a gallery to pull off a spectacle like that. Yeah, it's got to be a, a David Zorner or a Kagosian or, or, or a museum. Um, because because you're right, these have, there are big exceptions to this trend, which are that you know some some shows have seen enormous attendance. It's just not across the board. It's it's Kusama or you know whatever the blockbuster, and and these are partly you know as we're seeing a kind of social media incentive. Um, people like to take selfies in reflective rooms, <laughs> which is what Kusama's Infinity Rooms provide. For better or worse, and um, you know, and then there's this rise of 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 the of basically the Instagram museum, which is not a museum at all, but actually just a sort of prop, you know, stage set filled with props that look good on camera, you know, like the Museum of Ice Cream or the Museum of Pizza, or all these new these new, you know, kind of expensive sort of Instagram traps that are popping up now, um, which are really the sort of cynical end of this trend um so so it's not that you know it's not that all shows are declining from the art itself it's just that there's certain um certain things that are doing better than others and and so you know if you can't always show kusama there are, i mean some galleries are trying other things um you know that they're trying to have more events like like i said they're hosting more you know artist talks one of the galleries i spoke to um, Julie Saul Gallery said that she is trying to host more kinds of events and that she'd been to um, you know, lectures and panel discussions at the Cooper Union, say, in places that were just packed. And so she feels that there is still a hunger for the kind of educational uh, value that artists, or that, so that galleries provide. It's just, you know, tr- it's just trying to communicate that trying to package it in a way that's appealing to audiences today. Um, and then another thing that I mentioned in my piece was um, this kind of throwback to the the gallery walk. The Art Dealers Association of America just launched its um, a Chelsea gallery walk, which doesn't sound like it's something new, but, it's, but it actually was something new, but it's based on the old idea of just getting a group of galleries together and staying open late and, um, either just showing, showing, having the doors open for the exhibition or hosting programming for the public. 
and then trying to organize a you know kind of tour group of people to go from gallery to gallery. And and according to what I've heard, it was it was sounds like it was pretty successful. Um, and then you know having social media incentives at these at the different shows, even if it's uh, on a kind of less spectacular level than the infinity room, um, trying to get people to, you know, just tag that they're out, you know, show, showing that they're out doing something is also proving to be uh, an incentive for some people to go out and see art. What kind of concern is there from the galleries and maybe from others in the art world um, from an educational perspective? So if we have collectors who are not attending exhibitions as frequently as they used to but they're still buying works what's the level of concern coming from galleries and others about that trend and do you, th- do you think that concern is valid or is it just you know maybe galleries just want people back in their spaces i think the concern is 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 really high and and very valid you know i think that the, that this is fairly existential to what galleries do um even if they're able to to make their sales elsewhere online or art fairs or whatever, I don't think that um, galleries can really survive and or serve their their core purpose without showing exhibitions to the public in in spaces. This is, and I think that um, that's my opinion, but also that that's the that's opinion that I heard echoed again and again. That it's you know it's not just about the sales, um, but it's kind of like it's showing an entire an artist's body of work is is something you can't get at an art fair where you see a single piece of work in isolation from the artist's overall um, practice or thinking or that body of work, and it's it's kind of like a you know just watching a single episode of a TV show or you know a short story or something like that where you don't you're not getting the whole picture, and it's really in the galleries that people can. Um, you know, talk to the dealers, learn about the artist, learn about what their influences were and, and look at it themselves. And it's also for the artist's sake to receive that critical feedback from either the public or from critics um, and, to, and to use that and to develop their ideas further. And this is something I heard time and time again, that it's really it's crucial to the production itself of art that this dialogue be happening um, with the public, and that you know, a cohesive idea can be presented in the form of an exhibition, um, not just you know one work posted online at JPEG or um, on a wall at an art fair with with you know twenty other different artists also showing in kind of fragmented form their 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 bodies of work. From the galleries you spoke with, did any of them speculate on how they think the future might look for? You know, these brick and mortar galleries as more of this buying does happen either at art fairs or online and as a result we're also seeing less uh visitors attending in person yeah well one interesting thing that i learned was that a lot of dealers seem to actually agree in a way that that their own galleries are less important today in terms of um both sales and uh and, you know networking they 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 kind of admit that the fairs are really, um, you know, some of the top, the top, the top venues for that, as well as just the internet in various capacities. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that they want their galleries to close for all the reasons I just talked about. Um, so I think what, what needs to happen is some kind of combination of these two 
phenomena that, that, you know, we need to have a place for sales to happen. And maybe it's, maybe it really is moving out of the galleries into another, you know, into a, a different realm, you know, but it's also maybe that we need to find a way to make the brick and mortar spaces viable as well. Um, so I, I, they didn't seem like many of the dealers I talked to were, had particularly innovative, um, ideas for how to do this. It's such it's just because it's in the early stages and a lot of them were just sort of naming this trend, you know, in the last year or so. Um, so it's, it's still very fresh, but some, some people think there could be a model where there's, um, you know, galleries put online really transparent inventories of the works they have for sale, for instance, with pricing available and, and, and the kind of, the kind of way that younger people are, are used to buying today, you know, like just online and with transparency. And that's a model that a lot, you know, that's so in opposition to the way the art market has historically worked with a lot of, you know, opaque transactions. And, um, but that may have to change if, if they want to recruit younger buyers who are either intimidated or not interested in the kind of, um, you know, opaque aspects of, of, of art sales. Um, so it could be that we have, uh, you know, a different way of buying that's online. I think it was David, David Warner said recently that 30% of all his uh, sales today are made via emailed JPEGs. Um, so maybe that's going to be a sustainable way, but we also have to figure out a way to make that support the physical galleries that um, will continue to serve as exhibition platforms. And maybe, and maybe, galleries will also have to adapt to this to more event driven um exhibitions or or maybe not maybe maybe this is just a, a phase <laughs> i'm not entirely sure um you know I, it's also not necessarily the best environment to see art all the time when there's you know music playing or cocktail hour or there's an artist speaking so i think we're still working out what the right balance is for all these new you know changing phenomena yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this unfolds, but it's a really important topic. And yeah, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us about it. Uh, if our listeners haven't already, they should read your article in full on artnet.com. Uh, Rachel, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Happy, happy to talk to you.